series of the trauma healing learnings based on one mom's journal entries recorded in real time from a catastrophic event with her son that you've been listening to in the blink of an eye story. Episode 30. The painful past informs us. Trauma healing learnings. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Healing does take time and patience, <laughs> just like digestion, can't really be rushed. If we are paying attention and taking care of ourselves, we will allow our bodies to absorb what they need and discard what they do not. Our bodies withstand and take in so much in our lives. It's rather remarkable, actually, the capacity of the body. When we experience a trauma or a collective trauma, it's not an everyday event. So the digestion process will be longer, right? We have been learning together about integration. I think of integration as the digestion process for trauma. And it includes a spiritual digestion to make sense of that we have taken in. It all takes time. There is no one right way to digest trauma. There are many right ways. For some, talk and opening up comes easier than for others. Some people are very private. Some people are more public. The grieving process that accompanies trauma and loss is like what Pat Schweibert, the author of the children's book, Tear Soup, referred to as a special recipe that can have many ingredients and different ingredients, and it can be eaten alone or with others. But tear soup is made by you and you do need a big pot and time. We can process grief mentally with our thoughts and we can process grief emotionally with our feelings. But to digest grief, which is what is needed for trauma healing, we will need a big container and a good dose of soul food caring for our bodies. We can all be furthered along in our own trauma healing and in our grief processing by paying attention to our bodies and caring for ourselves. So in episode 29, and in this companion story, episode 30, I felt a flash of heat in my body when Billy told me, we need a mediator. It was like I had cold water splashed all over me and then like I was on fire. I paid close attention to that sensation. And if you have big sensations, whatever they are, you might wanna pay close attention to them too. That flash of heat lit my entire body up like a 
firecracker. I really had to sit with that and later think about that because I knew those fibers of heat in my body were telling me something. Remember how the body is communicating with us all the time? I didn't know what, though. I knew Billy and I were overwhelmed. I knew I was scared. And I wondered, was there something else? This is the path of a trauma healing inquiry. You might try it. Has it ever happened to you where something passed over your body very quickly? Where you received certain information and your brain couldn't process it, but your body responded? It's true that our body gives us all kinds of information, especially when we pay attention to it. Can you recall a sensation that you had in some part of your body or perhaps all over your body that you didn't understand or that didn't line up with what was happening around you? A sensation that really did catch your attention? Well, for me, the sensation of that ice cold bucket of water, okay, that one made sense. I was shocked but it was followed by heat that was so remarkable and so unusual, it frightened me. I thought the sensation was definitely a warning sign, but my mind continued to wonder. I was curious about it. I thought about it and I focused my mind back on the sensation years later and realized as unusual as it was, it was also remarkably familiar. I want to talk about the body and cellular memory. The body has cellular memory from past experiences in our lives. It carries our life experiences, the good, the bad, and the painful. Our cells carry our past. Our past resides in the tissues of our bodies. The body's cellular memory is not just memory that we carry from our own lives either, but the tissue, the DNA we have inherited from our ancestors, their traumas, their resiliencies. It's helpful to view trauma and our bodies in this way for a relational framework for healing trauma. I mean, yes, there, there could have been past trauma that my body recognized when a piece of information, a stimuli, set it in motion. There could also be a past stress and resiliency that my body recognized when a piece of information, an external stimulus is taken in. When the stress was one of immense overwhelm, putting it into the trauma category, that reaction, as far as the body is concerned, tells the brain that something is dangerous. Now, the brain might not want to listen to the body at that time, and the cognitive faculties of our brain might override that and throw that experience into memory. But that reaction 
had energy. So that energy gets stored in the cells. It resides in the cells until it's triggered again by an external stimulus, which can again send that message of danger to the brain. And this can make some of us hypervigilant when we need to be, but also hypervigilant or suspicious or untrusting for long periods of time. So healing is not cognitive and it's not in a pill. Healing is through the body. When the body hijacks the brain on an old stimuli, the actual situation might be dangerous, but it also might not be. This is what makes trauma healing of old deep wounds a bit tricky and requires incredible amounts of safety and reassurance, love and no judgment. Because with awareness, we begin to awaken those cells again. And they will be a little triggered. It's going to take a person a while to metabolize new experiences, to integrate them, to feel safe enough to discern, to change the cellular structure of the old pattern. But it is possible. And when the body is hardwired on a former trauma, that hardwiring is not dismantled overnight, but it can be lessened and softened over time with the combination of breath work and other body work and a good method of discernment to track the stimuli and the pattern to check in with the body and with someone else for integration. Am I okay now? Yes. Are we okay? Yes. So we can pay close attention to our bodies and ask, what is that sensation in my body? What was it like? Where was the sensation in my body? Did I allow it to move through? Or did I tamp it down or try to forget about it? Where is that sensation now? Maybe you have a feeling of numbness as you scan your body. That's okay. The feeling of numbness or nothingness that's information too, unto itself. There is a difference in feeling nothing and feeling the absence of something that had been there before or the feeling of movement that something has changed, is loosened, is dissipated, perhaps even discharged through your fingertips, through your feet, through the top of your head, and metabolized. 
What was it like once it moved through? Do you feel lighter? Do you feel more alive? Do you feel a sense of well-being? The more curious we can be about our sensations, the large ones that pass over us or are chronic, the more the pathways to healing might begin to open. Can you become curious about it? Or do you try to forget something ever happened? It's okay if you do. You want to feel safe enough to even be able to pay attention to yourself and to awaken some of those cells when you ask. That is a level of inquiry that we can all practice for trauma healing. It's just good body awareness. We can form a new or different relationship with our bodies and we can thank them for giving us information. And we can then discern if it's helpful information still protecting us or if it is old, even primitive cellular memory that's holding back our living joyfully and might even be creating suffering and not only for ourselves, but for others. Our bodies react so quickly. I marvel at the mystery of the body and the incredible system we have each been given. A built-in alarm system when we pay attention. And a built-in healing system when we tune in. You can tune in in many ways with your own energy by pausing. Ask yourself, what stimulus in my environment was my body reacting to? It may be words. It may be a face. It may be a look. It may be a smell. And also ask God or angels or others in spirit for guidance or those who have passed before you. Ask them to bring you the highest and best understanding to protect you and others and help you discern if something is dangerous or not. And then I sit quietly. And perhaps you will too. Maybe in quiet prayer. Perhaps emptying your mind. Perhaps asking and then quieting the mind. There's no one right way to ask. And you'll be surprised the clarity you can get, noticing your thoughts and noticing how your body then feels. We can further our trauma healing journey when we cultivate paying attention to our bodies and tuning in. <laughs> yes. It's extraordinary what the cells of the body know and remember. They inform us of so much. And they hold the potential for transformation and healing. The more you can know your body and its sensations, once from your own life 
and ones from prior lives in your ancestral line, the more you can develop another resource for yourself for trauma healing. If this interests you, please write me at louise at blinkofaneyepodcast.com. The painful past always informs us. They are not always danger signs. They are part of the body's way of communicating. <laughs> you know, another favorite children's book of mine, the story of Henny Penny. I'm sure you do. And I bet you've read it to your children and grandchildren. Remember Henny Penny, the hen who got whacked by an acorn that suddenly fell on her head and she panicked and was scared. She didn't know it was an acorn. And she told all the other animals on the farm that the sky was falling, the sky is falling. She thought it was, but it wasn't. But she got all the others to join her, getting all stirred up that something was doom and gloom and ending. Well, the real ending of the story is that once Henny Penny was able to settle, she realized it was just an acorn. And all the farm animals went back to their hay and their nests. <laughs> I'll add, when I tell the story to children, Henny Penny realized she had felt that whack before from a previous event. And it really was scary. But it was in the past. She was safe now. Make some space to consider the sensations of your body from your own life experiences, the good, the bad, and the painful. We do not have to work hard to forget the past. Rather, we want to allow the past to inform us. The past holds the potential of transformation and healing if we face it and become curious about it and allow our bodies to digest and our cells to reprogram. We can choose ways that unfreeze old cellular memory that can open and guide us towards light with new insight, renewed love, forgiveness, and renewed alignment. We want to do this because it's good for us and it's good for others that we are healed and living fully again. But there's no rush to get past or through trauma. <laughs> the more urgency and impulsivity, the more trauma energy we have to relax into and befriend and get to know. That energy once protected us and it can now give us resiliency. Healing does take time. Time is always waiting for us and will help us along with our trauma healing work. We have time when we live in God's time. 
I believe that our past is our now. And our choices for how we live our now can heal our past. I'd like to talk in future episodes about the traumas we have inherited and about the catastrophic event of 9-11, which changed all of our lives around the world. We are often unconscious about how the outer world impacts our inner world <laughs> and therefore our relationships, you know, or our interactions with others. We can also explore what we now call collective trauma in future episodes. Write me and let me know. Let me know what you'd love to hear. I love hearing from you. Oh, before we close, I wanted to let you know that in a couple of episodes from now, we will be taking a break and then coming back with the next season and picking up with the Archer story right where we left off and with more trauma healing learnings. Make sure you stay subscribed to wherever you listen to podcasts, because although we are wrapping up this season, we will be releasing some bonus interviews you don't want to miss. We will then be back later this spring with the next season. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. As we close today, take in a breath and remember, you yourself have the capacity to create the pauses in your life that you need and that your body is so asking for, for trauma healing. It might be the pause of a transformative mediation with an authentic neutral. Your pause for trauma healing now might be a daily practice with a body scan. Notice your skin, your bowel habits, your reflexes, your energetic movements, your aliveness or your numbness. Our bodies store a great deal of memory. And some of it is negative energy in our cells with an old belief the body still needs to protect us from some old harm that no longer exists or that we have outgrown or that we have shed. We just have to let the body know now we are safe. We are loved. And feel into that sensation that you are not abandoned. We are here together. And none of us is ever alone. There is always someone with us who is greater than we are for healing. If you think you might not have trauma to heal in your life, then you can help someone else as a witness to their healing process. Together, we are raising the vibration for healing. Life can change in the blink of an eye. Your life is so precious. 
I hope you have enjoyed these trauma healing learnings. To listen to the story behind the learnings, tune in to episode 30, The Painful Past Informs Us. Sending love. Hope for everything. Obtain everything. This episode is sponsored by Baltimore Mediation. For 28 years, Baltimore Mediation has served clients worldwide by facilitating negotiation breakthroughs, believing in their capacity for meaningful face-to-face dialogue. Baltimore Mediation is the preeminent training firm training leaders worldwide in basic and advanced conflict transformation and mediation skills, relational negotiation, and the Enneagram of Personality customized for their workplace. Public certificated trainings are held annually in June, October, December, and January. You can learn more at BaltimoreMediation.com. You've been listening to Blink of an Eye. We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Please subscribe via email on our site, BlinkofanEyePodcast.com, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen.